All right, here we go. Straight out of Jacksonville, Florida, The Brothers Banter, Episode 3. And today's episode... Hey, 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 listen, listen. I'm not quite sure where it came out. I'm fixing to to tell you what our podcast is about. No, you're you're not. Uh, It's my turn. Okay. Technically, (laughs) it's not, but okay, go ahead. No, it's it's my turn. And let me tell you why. Why? Nobody is closer to this subject between the two of us than me. Why? Because one, yeah, I'm Italian. Okay. Two, well, I can't talk about two. All right. Well, let's get it started. Go well, ahead. There we and go. Start so it. today's episode is going to be the top five mob movies, not necessarily in order. These according are our, to us. Uh, these are our opinions, and I will go ahead and allow you to go ahead and start uh, with uh, your first one if you'd like. Okay, so I think hands down, I think there is no other undisputed The Godfather, at least part one and part two. Part three, um, not so much, but one and two, I think, has got the top spot. Godfather, period, has the top spot. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Uh, You know, that one kind of tells the whole story from... From when he's a boy all the way up to you know when he you know when he dies, you know it's uh, that whole thing is beautiful. Yeah, he's got the infamous voice. Oh he, yeah, I <laughs> mean nobody has that voice. Nobody can has ever had it since in a movie. Yeah, I can't even you know I can't even do it. No, no I can't do that. Look what they done to my boy. <laughs> so. We're going to talk about some of our favorite scenes, some of our favorite lines. Uh, I know one that uh, is probably my favorite line out of that uh, trilogy would be, leave the gun, take the cannolis. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a couple things. Now, I didn't really think about what exactly line that I would pick out of that movie, but I would have to say... I think it's when he grabbed uh, Fredo's face and said, I knew it was you. That was a good one. That was chilling. That was chilling, not to mention what soon come afterwards. Yeah, that definitely was chilling. That was, uh, you know, that was a movie before its time. Yeah, that was, uh, I believe it came out the year I was born. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost positive, 1972. Yeah, it was 72, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. That There's was... a lot of good at movies, and we're not going to go into some of the scary stuff. That's for another episode. Most but definitely. there's another movie that came out really scary. I think is the scariest movie, but like I said, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> yeah. So another scene that I really uh, enjoyed and it told a big story was uh, when – I. Was it the senator? They found his his uh, horse head in the. Oh, that was classic. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, Robert Duvall uh, went to uh, 
take care of business on behalf of the Godfather himself. Without a doubt. Loved classic. it. That's so, classic. So out of that movie, what would you say who... I mean, let's not make it obvious, okay? Who is your favorite actor in that one? Oh, boy. Uh, God, I mean, I tell you, it's, uh, there were so many great actors in that, uh, in that movie. Um, I mean, the, the most obvious is obviously Marlon Brando. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know. That goes without saying. That definitely goes without saying. I'll be honest with you, James Caan as, uh, as, the, as the older brother. Yeah, Sonny. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, hothead, you know, your typical Italian to want to get it done right then and there. But Michael ended up being the stud. Because he was more controlled. Yes. And that's what that needed back in that time. Or he was just on a lot of volume or Valium and you needed that to be in that position. <laughs> yeah, probably, but I doubt it. Okay. He, he just was cool, comma collected, and he just got things done. All right, so um, I'll go with second one, um, and these aren't any order or what we think you know from the best. But Godfather's definitely got the top spot. I believe for the second spot, it'd have to be Goodfellas. What do you think about that one? I gotta agree a hundred percent. You talk about something that was chilling on every aspect of that movie. You had. This is where, uh, how can I explain it? This is where you you knew at some point that somebody was going to die because of how they set it up. All right, so let's kind of go into the uh, the guidelines of what makes a mob movie a mob movie. I mean, there's obviously some things that, you know, you just can't pick anything. Just because they say it's a mob movie doesn't make it a truly... Uh, an original. So I wrote down a couple things, and uh, you can go longer. Um, so the first one I would say would definitely be like authenticity or realism, which would make it, you know, because you can, you agree with that? Yeah. Uh, elaborate, though. Uh, realism, what I mean by that is, um, you know, there's a lot of movies out there that can say that they're a mob movie, but, you know, they're corny. Nothing follows. Nothing has a flow to it. They try too hard. They try too hard. They overcompensate. Oh, big time. Yeah, I can see that. So so that's one of them. Um, Another one is um, the lingo. The words are spoken, how they're spoken. Yeah, the dialect. Oh, most definitely. Let me tell you, you know, I don't know if you ever heard this or not, but on The Sopranos, Tony Soprano, uh, James Gandolfini, had to he had a dialect coach that that uh, taught him how to speak uh, Italian slang, even though he was from Italy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, he 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 had to get it down to a T. Yeah, you know, and most of them have that uh, that dialect coach, but it just they coached him how to say what they did. I get that. So another one that I uh, jotted down here was um, structure. And what I mean by structure is, you know, you've got 
uh, placement. You've got the boss. You have the underboss. You have the capo. You have the lieutenant. The consigliere. Uh, well, the consul- con- consigliere uh, is typically not a full-blooded Italian guy. No, but he, he is part of the structure, wouldn't he you say? He is part of the structure, yes, without a doubt. However, he's a get-it-done get it guy. He is a guy that uh, that is probably the most trusted by the boss. I got you. Okay, so another one we wrote down was dress code. It's all about the dress code. Yeah, you can't be looking like a rag, uh, like a ragamuffin uh, trying to you know you know be a wise guy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, the last one is the code. You know, you, there's the uh, live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know, the world, there's something called the omerta. And I'm not going to get into it. You can Google it. It'll tell you exactly, you know, you don't want to give away too much. But the Omerita is uh, is the code that they live by. All right. So what, what other ones you have written down? You know, I've got, uh, I've got Casino. Which, that's a good one. That, that is, yeah. You it's know, a long movie. It is very long. Uh, it gets more into the personal lives of the guys as opposed to more so of the mob mentality. So do you have a favorite scene in that one? Oh, I yeah. Do. Yeah, that, when, this, when that scumbag uh, uh, James Woods is the, mm. is, the, is the actor. I don't, know, I don't know the guy's name in the movie, but uh, when he gets his ass kicked by... Uh, you know, by all the guys. I mean, they they beat the crap out of him. My favorite one is when Joe Pesci and his brother get driven out to the middle of the cornfield. The hole is already dug. The brother gets hit with a ball bat while Joe Pesci, they hold his head up and make him watch that. That was kind of, that was pretty brutal because you could actually hear the bat ping. Yeah, it's... That that's was rough. That that's uh, yeah, that's something else there. But I tell you, that's that's the life. Sure it is. You know, you you got to be willing to to live that life and die that life. All right. So my next one I came up with um, was a Bronx Tale. Oh God, let me tell you, I love that movie. I don't care if that movie is in the in the beginning, in the middle, or near the end. I am going to watch the rest of it. It is uh, it is that good. So, what's your favorite part? Favorite scene, the biker scene. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> now you just can't leave. Oh man, let me tell you that. You know, his name was Sonny, right? Yep. Yeah, that guy was, uh, you know, sharp dressed man. Yeah. Handsome, you know, you you typical Italian guy, uh, well respected in the neighborhood, even though. Robert De Niro's character didn't like him because, you know, he was more of a father to his son than... Or a thug. You know? Yeah. Than, yeah. So, let me tell you, it was... Uh, that was a very, very, very good movie, and that was a great scene. That scene made the movie, I think. I love that. Yeah, that was a great scene. I loved it. Especially just the sound of pure silence when he locks the door. Oh, yeah. Those guys, I mean, if you could hear a butthole pucker... And that's what happened during that scene with those guys. All right. So, what do you got? I've got uh, Donnie Brasco. Um, 
that was that gives an inner detail as well of uh, of the. Italian. That's based on a true story. It really is. Yeah, that guy got really deep uh, in the mob, and you know, there's a fine line, you know, of a, a ple- of police and you know, and a criminal. And, and he definitely crossed it. He, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> but he had, he had to in order to go back to his family. Sure, yeah. You know, and that's how he didn't get uh, convicted of any crime. I'm not quite sure. Who's your favorite character in that one? Uh, mine, oh, mine's man. definitely. I mean, it's both of them. I like uh, Al Pacino in that and um, Johnny Depp. I, I, yeah, I definitely like I Donnie. Don I like. Um, what was the tall guy? Johnny Black? No, not Johnny Black. Yeah. The tall guy that was uh, over um, Al Pacino that ran his crew. Oh, yeah, Johnny Black. Johnny Black. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the names, some of the nicknames you always hear, you know, the lip, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like in Goodfellas, uh, what was his name? Something Two Times. He yeah. always said something twice. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, get the papers, get the papers. It, it just that is just that cracks me up. You yeah, know, that's. Uh, I love all the nicknames. Yeah, you know, Polly Walnuts. Uh, I God. love it. Yes, that. You know, he can give you a look. You know, then when I mean, he's a main character in The Sopranos, man. That can he can give you a look, and you know, he Tony Soprano respected him, but you know what. Paulie Walnuts knew his place. Yeah. And even though he wanted to be more than he was, he knew his place in that uh, in that particular gang. Now, even though that's not an actual movie, that kind of places, you might as well call it one, because, I mean, they had everything down. Everything. They, had, they had every part of the guidelines we're looking for in a mob movie. Yeah. I mean, you had your rat. You had your... Uh, you know the the people that uh, that were you know talking to the feds, and they were dealt with accordingly. You know if you don't think that the mob can reach deep, then you're sadly mistaken. I can tell you that right now. All right, so I've got. Now, did I say what? What was the last one we just said? Uh, a Bronx Tale, but we also talked about The Sopranos. Okay, well, with that being said, also there was a HBO special. Um, it was a movie, but it almost seemed like a documentary, and that was Gotti. Did you ever see that? I didn't see that one. Uh, you know, the Teflon Don, um, <laughs> John Gotti was a, you know, he was brazen, man. You know, he, he went, he killed the Godfather. Oh, yeah. You know, himself and became, you know, the, the boss. Yeah, I think that's my favorite one that, you need to see it because it, it it breaks it down. I know you said the the other movie did, but this one really breaks it down, and it's amazing. I mean, uh, I loved every part of it. I like the guy that played as Gotti, the guy that played as Sammy Gravano. Um, that was just a sweet setup. It really was. I, you know, the the rat part. I don't get. I don't. You know, one of the things that uh, that I. I do instill on, on my son is I'm like, son, don't you never rat on a friend. You you never open your mouth. You know, you you just you zip it, you shut up. And so far he's kinda gotten that and he's he lives it. What about old school? 
What about uh, way back Scarface? <laughs> uh, you know, I th- that's what was he Cuban? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, that's uh, seventies or was that the eighties? That might be the eighties. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not one hundred percent sure on that one, but you know, I, eh, I mean, it was okay. It's got it's famous for one scene. Yeah, and that's it. Say hello to my little friend, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's all. It's, it's really there may be there may be more substance to that particular movie, but uh, it was too long for too little of what I got out of it personally. I got gotcha. you. All right, so my grandfather um, on my mom's side. Uh, he ran numbers. Uh, and it was here in Jacksonville. I mean, yeah. uh, he, he, ran, he ran numbers. So were you kind of like the little kid in Bronx Tale that ran that those those few <laughs> dollars, those errands yeah, no, back I, and forth? My mom uh, would help him run num- you know, uh, get the numbers and help him do whatever. She like would, a one for you, one for me, <laughs> one for you? Uh, listen, he would have a pocket full of money one day and then, you know, next, not so much, just having to... If he had to pay out, if he had to, you know, bump up to the next guy, if he had. And did you, you get know, a break off any of that? Man, I was a little boy. Man, I was. I might not even been born yet. This oh. was. This was back in the day. This was like you before know, you was a twinkle. Ah, I'm thinking you're right. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I have another uh, uh, story. My brother and I were in. Uh, we were in New York, and we were having a big family cookout. And uh, my dad was sitting there. He was at a table talking uh, uh, to you know some of the, some of our family. And so I have an uncle drive up, and this and I knew of him, didn't know really much about him. But then my brother was kind of telling me what was going on with him. Man, this guy's he's a made guy. He's this and this and this. And so he asked to get a cigar from my dad. And you notice that my voice just cracked because mm-hmm. let me tell you, this I was scared to death because I put exploding loads in my cigars, in my dad's cigars to, to really screw with him. Okay, so uh, my uncle Tony grabbed a cigar out of the pack. So my dad already had about six or seven explode on him. And of course, he, he looks at me, I look at him, and I just kind of shrug my shoulders like, I don't know. I, man, I hope not. So Uncle Tony, he grabs this uh, cigar. He lights it up. He's sitting there smoking. Now, this man is dressed to a T. We're talking probably everything on him is probably $1,000, $2,000. This cigar explodes all over him. Nice. Okay. And so my brother and I look at each other. we like, we got to get down here. We got to go. So... He starts laughing. It's that classic thing that you see in almost every Italian movie where something happens to somebody. And, and you all, get the fake laugh like yeah, I'm about to kill you. Yeah, they're all waiting for the guy, to, for, the, for the fall guy to laugh. Oh, my God. Thank God he did because uh, it would have been ugly. Now, now that you're saying that, I do have a, actually another story. All right. All right, so... This wasn't too long ago, actually. There was somebody I know. I'm not going to name any names for this may 
cause problems. But um, there's someone I knew. Um, I just happened to be over at their house. Uh, we were riding motorcycles at the time. And I'd known through business transactions, um, this guy uh, fronted money for the different establishments that they had. It's almost like a chain. Now, we ain't talking about McDonald's or anything like that, but but he fronted the money. And this guy shows up in a very nice car. He goes to the back, and he, this is his, he is now here for his maybe weekly collect, maybe. And uh, he opens up the trunk. He pulls out a black briefcase. He now handcuffs that briefcase to his wrist. And this guy is well-dressed to the T, just like you said. Mm-hmm. He shuts it. And I left. <laughs> that was it? I was not about to. I didn't want to know what the guy wanted. I didn't want to know what if you don't pay. I didn't want to get into any of that. But, yeah, uh, that was pretty nice to see. I mean, I mean, just the fascination of it all. One thing you got to do is just mind your business. Oh, I did. And that's it. And I on. stared when he wasn't looking. And then if he did happen to glance over, I, I looked away. <laughs> Well, good. Hey, listen, uh, this was a great episode. I, I really enjoyed uh, talking about something that we really know a lot about. So listen, uh, you know, if you need music done, uh, produced, or if you need music uh, scored for you, written, uh, if you need uh, music put down to, you know, to words that you have, uh, hey, listen, I know a guy, all right? It's OTI Productions, TJ. You can catch him on every single uh, social media out there. Uh, he's a good guy, very talented musician. Uh, check him out. Tell him that we sent you. That brings us to the end of Episode 3. Don't forget to subscribe to all your friends and be part of the most exciting podcast out there. And right now, this is Donnie and Brian. We're out. Peace. <laughs>